0: The foreign policy sector is difficult to enter. Often professionals in this space have family connections or military experience to gain access. If you have neither, programs like Study Abroad or Peace Corps or unpaid fellowships are the other avenues for breaking into the field. From there, you're most successful when you become an expert on an issue for example, terrorism, and or a region of the world. I've always remained abreast of foreign policy issues by volunteering with organizations that have some global footprint and through my own personal study by reading magazines, such as The Economist or Foreign Policy. I also went so far as to get two advanced degrees that I thought would catapult my career into the foreign policy space and subsequently obtained the institutional prestige to validate what I knew. I took the Foreign Service Officer Test three times and only progressed so far as the personal narrative portion before being rejected. All the while I was trying unconventional paths to breaking in. I was unknowingly building a large network of foreign policy experts. Ironically, I finally received an opportunity to work on international issues while serving in the Obama administration. Finally, I thought I had both the network and career experience to secure a position at a think tank, a nonprofit organization, or a consulting firm. After the end of the administration, it was clear to me I still had more work to do to finally stick this landing. Washington, D.C. is a competitive town. Not only are the jobs more or less the same but so are the job seekers. Everyone has multiple advanced degrees from the same prestigious universities. Everyone knows of and has connections to the same organizations, congressional leaders, or companies working in their area of interest. And everyone knows that 70% of the jobs in D.C. are not posted publicly. And sadly, there's an unspoken understanding that in order to appear as the best candidate, everyone conveniently exaggerates the truth of what they've accomplished in previous Rules. It is not uncommon to scratch your head and wonder as you learn who was hired and who was not. When I ended my tenure in the administration, I knew all of this, but I didn't know the potency until I began interviewing and was turned down for seemingly perfect positions. I haven't figured out the key to success in Washington or what people are saying in interviews that is so much better than what I'm saying. But I do know that launching my podcast, What in the World, has opened up more doors and demonstrated my commitment to foreign policy. My long-term career goal is to become America's first Nigerian-American ambassador. From what I've been told, there is no roadmap for becoming an ambassador, particularly a politically appointed one. However, ambassadors have certain qualities. They are bridge builders. They are social and cultural chameleons and can fit into any diverse group. They are curious and have a unique ability to view the world from others' perspective. And most importantly, as a president's representative abroad, they operate with the utmost professionalism and humility. I haven't quite mastered all of this. Through my radio program and podcast, though, I'm a lot closer. The show has been a useful conversation starter during job interviews, and particularly because I don't fit the profile of the older white male Yale foreign policy experts, interviewers seem more intrigued by my career background and also how I've been able to use this podcast to explore American foreign policy. But more than anything, this show has boosted my confidence, which had been challenged by a storm of rejections. and a parade of disappointments that come with the job search. In a town full of uniform resumes and looks, what in the world helps me offer something unique to potential employers and demonstrates how serious I am about my long-term career goals? Often my guests, friends, and strangers share how impressed they are that I took an idea from concept to action. Apparently in this town, people talk a big game but accomplish very little. I have no doubt that someday someone will recognize that this show reflects the type of foreign policy leaders America needs and is a refreshing way of explaining what in the world America is doing abroad. Until then, I will continue to grow as a podcaster, connect Americans to foreign policy in a way that's relevant, and hone the skills I need to achieve my dream of becoming an American ambassador.